Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. So you ask yourself, Lord, show me the path. There's only one path. The word. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Bible says he's a lamp at your feet and a lamp, a light onto your path. And every day you walk on, you know, your day becomes brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Because the word of God is light revelation. Unto what? A perfect day. That's why today you cannot say in his time. In God's time. God's time is the best. Stop that nonsense. Do you know one of Jesus' name is called today? Ah, we saw it in Hebrews. He said today. And the today is not written the way you write it. The two and the day are separated. He said today, if you hear his voice, who was he talking about today? Harden not your heart. He was not telling you about a particular day. What Ecclesiastes was talking about in his time, he made up. The Bible says, when the best time came, God sent his son. So today, there's no best time that is coming. That best time is Christ that has come. The earlier you appreciate it, you will not be hoping for yourself. Yes. When you look into the word, you find out how to walk in the spirit. You find out how to walk on the path. Because the word of God is time by itself. Are you aware? The word of God is a kairos time. When you enter there, there is no pressure. See, if the Bible tells you that you will fulfill destiny, there is no pressure on your life. Okay, can I show you something? Do you remember Noah's ark? In fact, the ark Noah built. It's not Noah's ark. It's Jesus' ark. I hope you know that. It's, the ark is not for Noah. Because <laughs> even Noah had, Noah needed to enter into it. What's the meaning of Noah? The meaning of Noah means rest. And I told you, rest is not rest until rest is found in Christ. Hmm? Rest is not rest. Rest to be restless outside Christ. Because the ark was Christ. So rest had to enter into it. But what I want to show you is not rest. What I want to show you was that every kind of animal entered. Including snail and tortoise. 
And God waited. He had the patience. And waited for the snail. They did not get supernatural power to run because, no. Because he was the controller of the rain. Nothing bothered God to say the rain is coming, so let me do it faster. He holds all things by the word of his power. So as he waited for the snail and everything to enter, then he took his time to now shut it before the rains came. But the ark and everything was on the earth. The rain is not supernatural. The rain is physical. But there is a God that has control over physical matters. Are you listening? If you put your life under pressure, you will die foolishly. When you put your weight in the word of God, you are not stressed. Nobody pressures you with marriage. Nobody pressures you with job. Nobody pressures you anywhere. Because the word of God gives you assurance. Because the God you have leaned on is not pressured. He doesn't live in time. So he's not pressured by time. When you walk in the word of God, you will not be under pressure. You know, churches that can't stay pressure are those that will go and see malams and fetish so that the church can grow. Do everything they can. Lie to the people. Steal from the people because they want to get it. Hmm. Fast food. Because they're under pressure. They have detached themselves from God. But when you stick with the Holy Ghost, try it. You understand what I mean? When you stick to the Holy Ghost, you are not under pressure. You take it slowly. Knowing that it is well and done. It is well and done. That's what the grace message does for you. Look at today. Is that how we write today? In your grammar, the two and the day must be together. So he's not talking about your today. He was talking about a man. He said, while it is said today, if you hear his voice, he was talking about today. We have, we, have, we, have, we have dealt with it. We saw it. Go back to the messages there. I think Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4. Today is Christ. Just like you don't know that amen is Christ. The only thing you know about amen is let it be. But it is beyond let it be. In fact, if let it be, who, why, will it, why, why will it be? 419. He said, my children, whom I labor again. I saw the word again. Meaning that he labored first. And now they've lost it. So he's laboring again. So we too must labor for you. So that Christ will be formed. Look at it. You are my dear children, but I agonize in spiritual labor pains. Once again, until the anointed one will be what? Fully formed in your heart. So the fact that you are born again does not mean Christ is fully formed in you. So Christ is not fully formed in you. This is the second time. I think in Ephesians chapter, he said that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. Aha, uh-huh. go to the 16. Good. He said that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be what? Strengthened with might by the spirit. Where? In the inner man. For what purpose? That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. Who was he talking to? Believers. So here he's telling them that Christ may dwell in their heart. So why is Christ? So why is Christ? 
So being born again it doesn't necessarily mean that Christ is dwelling in your heart. Then Paul said again, said, I pray that you be filled with Christ. When the church is being filled with Christ, ah, you can't give the people what you have because you have nothing. But you give to the people what the Holy Ghost has using you to release unto them. So then they can accept what is coming from the Holy Ghost. So it can just be one song. How great thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art. Just can be the song and the Holy Ghost will just stir the thing. In your mind, you feel like, I've seen this before. One day you have to change the song. There is an angel normally on your right hand side that whispers into your ears. I've seen it. I used to be a praise and worship leader. I, I, I know. And I've seen it on stage. And when he tells you, and you lift up the song, you realize the atmosphere, boom. Then boom. Because there are some songs, if you change, it drops. Then the church must now pick up again. That's when I know the leader never spent time before the Holy Ghost. And that's, that's how sometimes musicians are like, because you think you can sing, and you can change songs, and you can hold mic, then you are not, you are not qualified when the Holy Ghost is not with you. You are not qualified. You can sing, but nothing happens. Can you see this? Yes, sir. You see, I'm teaching you, are looking at me. I'm not supposed to force you to listen. When the Holy Ghost is, in, is part of what I'm doing, as I speak to you, some of you might not be sitting down. You'll be able to shake. You know, you'll be shaking or something is, you, you are saying what I'm saying or something is happening to you. Because the Holy Ghost is the one that is releasing the words to you. In some meetings, people will start shaking because it's the Holy Ghost. Yet, I can prepare, I can prepare three pages and come and take them one after the other and nothing will happen to the people because these are my scholastic theories. Can you see this? One of the ways to know if a man of God is anointed is in the realm of teaching. Not when we stand up and we are doing it, everybody's jumping and shouting and you know, we no. Because once you stay, even fetish priests do that. They do. The fetish priest cannot do a thing unless you do bing, 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 make, make all the noise. <laughs> when people start pushing you as though you are a god, you are getting closer to your death. It is not in the Bible for fun. Every glory must be ascribed to God. Every glory. Don't place man where he is not supposed to be. Do you get it? That is why I told you it is not scriptural to clap for God. It's not scriptural. What do you do? You lift up holy hands unto God. You don't clap for your president and clap for God. They are not co-equals. Yes, you might find it some way. When you are in a, in a service and you keep clapping for the, the Holy Spirit withdraws. Unless where you are, you now you don't know presence. If you don't know presence, it's okay. Because clap makes noise. Okay, clap. Then it makes so much noise. You're only feeling sound and heat. But in the spirit, it does nothing. 
You don't clap for God. It is nowhere written in the scriptures. Kenneth Hagen of Blessed Memories was having a service. Hmm. And when, he was, when they were done ministering or something, they were clapping to have him on stage. Immediately, the presence of the, of the, of the Holy Spirit left the service. He left the service. So he came and he couldn't do anything. I think they had to worship for a while before the presence came. Then the Lord showed him and taught him that clapping in church is not for him. Clap for God. You don't clap. That's what the scripture says. The Bible says, lift up holy hands unto the Lord. You see, you think it's punishment. But you see, there is a difference between the believer. You are the recreated spirit. That's who you are. The, your way of doing things is different from the old one. This is one of the ways to fear God. You don't give to God what you give to men. You see, don't mix holy things with mundane things. God is holy. Treat him as such. Every human is like grass. It is sad to note. Look at the, the footballer. You saw how he died? It took 45 seconds for life, for mundane to live. Over 45,000 are here are dead in 45 seconds, not one minute. Not one, not one minute, not two minutes, not three minutes. In 45 seconds, and boom, those who died, died. Don't ascribe what you give unto men, unto God. It is so disrespectful. When the Lord was showing me reverence, once he told me, if I cannot give some kind of money unto a big man, I think I dare bring it to him. So it got to a point, when I go to, I intentionally will go to the bank and make sure I have fresh notes. And I said, Lord, I give this to you. You cannot give a tattered 100 Ghana CDs or whatever to your president. Oh, ferry. But you think you can give anything to God? Because you are pulling God and bringing him in the lines of man. You have never known what is holy and what is unholy. If a president were here, you would sit, you sit well and give him all your attention. But before God, we don't do that. Because we can't see him. But he is more real and present than you. Can you see this? When the church begins to take this little thing seriously, the fear of God will hit the church again. The man of God should not take an honor that doesn't belong to him. The members should not ascribe. Look, there was a time, you see on TV, you don't see all those things again. God used COVID to wipe all of them off. Somebody performs a miracle and is carried like a palanquin. And the glory doesn't go to Jesus. You should hear me pray before I come. I said, Lord, and it is true, Holy Spirit, without you, I can't preach to these people. 
I can't stand here. Within five minutes, I'll be done. So I'll pray and pray and I'm asking him. Do you know what happened to Benihin? Pastor Benihin, you see how he operates in the Holy Ghost. It got to a point, he was doing the thing like it was his own ability. Jesus took, not the Holy Ghost, but the presence. He took it from him. He, he himself said, he was in prayer. And he's praying that, Father, don't take the presence from me. He said, Jesus spoke and said, stop praying, I shouldn't take it because it's gone. It's on YouTube, you can go and find it. He prayed for three weeks. Begging. 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 Of course, he's not supposed to beg anyway. But at that point, because the Holy Ghost is what you need to function. If anybody functions without the Holy Ghost, the person is a suspect. Benihino took away from him. Took away from him. The presence. So you realize that now you are doing things naturally. It is not of God any longer. Then you will now have to do, you know, too much, more than, more than ever. But when, look at Captain Coleman. Captain Coleman will never step on the stage if the presence has not come to her. This is the stage and there is a curtain. She will be doing this. Praying. Praying, speaking in tongues. Nobody rushes her. If you, if you decide to go behind the curtains, you will be carried away. She will go behind, back and forth, until the thing is, is tangible. Once the presence hits her, boom, then she opens and comes. And she begins to minister. And when somebody, somebody's chewing, or somebody's doing something that will distract she will stop everything and say, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He's all that I have. He said, you can do anything to me, but don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Before she died, her heart had come out from where it was and it, had been, it was swollen. That was the last time she prayed. She, she ministered. And she had grown very lean. Everybody knew she was supposed to die. Her heart was swollen. Yet, she preached for the last time. Go and watch those of her last... There was a time she was ministering. She was not touching the floor. She didn't even know. She was hanging in the air. And on the stage, you can see somebody glowing like, like, like light. Look, people have touched the glory. People have been very obedient to the, to the Holy Ghost. And it's changed their life. This woman who is coming from, like on a trip gets to the airport. As she descends and walking through the airport area, I mean the immigration area, as she gets there, people are on the floor. The presence. It was so tangible that people far away can fall. She goes to the supermarket without saying a word. Hey, Allen. Without going, without going talking to anybody. Some people will run and say, I want to know the Lord. The presence alone. They sit in, uh, in train in those times. And people are, are crying, oh, I want to know the Lord. They, want, they are confessing of their sins because there is one man sitting in there. And when you check their story, all of them talk about their partnership with the Holy Ghost. Today, the church of today, we have mixed holy things with unholy things. So we don't see the glory. Maybe that's why God is making me talk about it. Yeah? Because he wants to do something with us. So that one day you stand on your feet. 
and you don't ask God for your, for your healing, you don't ask him for money, you don't ask him, all you say is, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, you are beautiful. Lord, you are awesome. Lord, you are glorious. Lord, that is all. But today the church is not like, if I say let's do this for five minutes, we will stop. But when we say let's pray about death, let's pray about healing, let's pray, we can do that for hours. This is what, this is what we are training the church to do. So there's no glory. There's showmanship. So the man of God, my fan, what kind of show we will do? Are you with me? There's something you didn't see. In Psalm 147, the TPT, there was, there was a way he described the Lord. Look at it. I'm not sure you saw it. He was talking about how beautiful he was. Did you see it? Look at it. This, this verse alone can, can cost you, you can spend one hour with this. You can spend one hour in reverence, in worship. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. How beautiful it is when we sing our praises to the beautiful God. For praises make you. Praises make you lovely before him. This is a revelation. So what will I do? I will praise. And I've been telling you, sometimes you tell God you will praise, but you don't do it. You just say it, I will praise. I will, but you never do it. You never do it. And it brings great delight. Why? For he, he inhabits the praise. And I'll show you what praise is. Because Christ, Yahweh, is found in praise. Christ is in praise. Are you aware? What is praise in Hebrew? What is praise in Hebrew? Praise means hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I explain what the yah means. Yahweh. So you see, when the Bible says, God inhabits the praise of his people, people think when you are praising, he will come in. He is not coming in. He is in. He is in the praise. He is in the praise. Hallelujah. Y A H. Yah. Yahweh. Yod He Wahi. He's already in it. So as you begin to remember the offering of your, of your lips, the bullock. So as you are singing praises unto Him, it is Him you are uttering because He is in there. And now the Bible is telling me it makes me beautiful or lovely before Him. And I sing unto a beautiful God. See, it gives me a mindset. So you see, I cannot be singing praises and be on my phone. I cannot be praising and be doing something else. But that is what the church comes to now. You are singing worship, you have chewing gum. Or you have toffee. Imagine you will take you to the president. Will you have a gum in your mouth? As they call it that, it's your turn. You, you're looking for something, why? To hide because of his pedigree. But you think we can go before God and he, he must accept it because you are chewing gum. Father, give you all praise and glory. You see, you don't honor and respect holy things. So years ago, these local, local churches, they wouldn't want you to come into the church auditorium with chewing gum, and blah blah, but you see, I also were near BNT. You see them to be doing too much, but they were helping you, they were helping you to go to before God and ascribe God as who He is. Like I'm saying, the day you have the day I had an encounter with Jesus, it changed me forever. I just knew, Charlie, this is not a man, He is not a mere man. 
that you treat him like you treat somebody. Even when you get a boyfriend or a husband, you see the way you will treat the person. We never treat God like that. You can tell him he's all. Say, baby, my heart belongs to you. My heart, my body, everything belongs to you. But you see, you haven't spent time in prayer and say, Holy Spirit, you have given me all of you. Take all of, my, all of me as well. Some of you, your all doesn't belong to him. There is only a part of you that belongs to him. He doesn't have you. Why do you think he doesn't have you? Because you don't yield to him. When you learn how to yield to him, he begins to have you. I'm telling you. He begins to have you. He will have your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, your will, everything about you, he begins to have. And when you don't yield to the Holy Ghost, it's dangerous. Because it is difficult for you to be able to test other spirits and know what kind of spirit they are. Did the Bible tell you to test all spirits to see? Have you ever asked of how you test it? When you go in the atmosphere, it's no good, then it's not from God. Or when they are in the kiosk, then it's not from God. You think when they are in an air-conditioned place, then it's from God? How do you test all spirits to know which is of God? When you are not used to the original spirit, you will never know counterfeit spirits. If you don't know the Holy Ghost, you can't tell. Which, because the angel, the Bible said, Satan can pretend like an angel of light. There is a hype and people enter churches. And you know this is a shrine. But they are believers. You, maybe you two have been there before. And you never knew. How do you test the spirit? Because it's a Pentecost church? Because it's a Presby church? Because it's WSI? How did you test the spirit? So you go there and then you join in. Don't let crowd move you. Because Satan knows that that is what moves human beings. You can go to a kiosk. You will never find wealthy people sitting in a classroom church. You will never see them there. Once they become wealthy there, they move to a big one. Transplanting. Because they don't believe God can be in such a place. How do you test our spirit? That's like come every man of God lays your hand. Once you hear he's a man of God, you want him to lay hands on you. Do you know what is transferred? You go for any meeting and then they will want to lay hands on you. Young lady, come. And they say one or two, one, two or three and it's correct. Correct does not mean it is what it is. Because the same thing, when you go to the shrine, they will tell you things that are real about your life. It doesn't make, make it, it doesn't, it doesn't show that the Holy Ghost is working through them. See, when you stay with the Holy Ghost, when somebody speaks, you can tell. And I always use this analogy. If you know original clothes, when somebody wears a fake one, you can tell from afar. But if you are not used to original clothes, Adibas is okay for you. Yeah. 
I have spoken to you. Somebody can emerge and the person is powerful. Everybody is following. Pay attention. Listen. Check the spirit. If the spirit is fine, there's no point. It's, it's a brother. You can follow too. I don't force anybody to come here and believe what I say. When you come here, test the spirit. When you go, go and ask your, pick 10 Christians and ask them how many of them know how to test spirit. They know it is, it is in scripture, but they don't know how to do it. Even you sitting here, you might not know how to do it. So you go everywhere. And because somebody is doing power, praying and leg will appear. And, and the crowd is there. And he's using the name of Jesus. Yes, the person can be using the name of Jesus. But the Bible says, no man calleth Jesus Lord except by the Spirit of God. So you realize that as they talk about Jesus, they speak Jesus. It's just small. They mention Kakrebi. All you hear is, and God, and God, and my father, and God, and my father, and God. Because in the occult world, they also mention God. But what kind of God? We know Jesus is our God. Have you read Occult Grandmaster, the book? Yeah. You will see Jehovah there. You will see God there. Jehovah, God. Jehovah. That is why I told you. Stop using, stop, stop ascribing things to Jehovah. His, his dispensation is past. He is not the name that has been given to us. The name that has been given to you is Jesus. So there are a lot of songs that have Jehovah. I hardly sing them. That is me. You can choose to sing. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is not his name. He used to be for a dispensation. And the dispensation is gone. But the Bible says now a name that is above all names have been given unto us. And at that name, the name that has been given to us is Jesus. That is my revelation. I don't sing it. Yes, mighty warrior, great in battle. But it's Jesus. If you want to change and say, Jesus is your name. Jesus is his name. That's why the name Jesus is not in the mouth of believers. It's not in our mouth. That's why we don't even know. So you are sick and you mention Jesus and nothing happens. Because you haven't known the name. There are a whole lot of songs you hear Jehovah, Jehovah, Yahweh, Yahweh. It's nice. But Yahweh is not Jesus. Yahweh is Jesus concealed. Jesus is Yahweh revealed. So if, if the man has been revealed, if the name has been revealed, why do you stay, still stay with a concealed name? The name of Jesus has become so common. We don't think there's so much power. You think Yahweh is more powerful. That's why I'm saying understand it. The songs are beautiful, trust me. But if they will catch some revelation, listen, understand and move with this dispensation. You will not understand what I'm saying. Because some of you, your mind is, oh, but, mm, mm. let me tell you something. In the spirit, 
when you go against truth, the glory around you, it begins to dim. When you stay with truth, the glory around you begins to increase light. And you can tell. You speak truth and you glow. Because that's what truth does. You start speaking on truth, your light begins to diminish. It will diminish until you get to a point where you are dry. Yeah. You see, you will not understand. If you want to understand what I'm saying, stay close with the Holy Ghost. Don't stop arguing first until you have experienced it. Don't argue with truth. I don't argue with truth until I go and experience it. Paul was a tent maker and a preacher until the Holy Ghost said, put the tent making away. There is a time where God will ask you to put the worldly work aside. But until then, he sustains you. You see, you cannot fake relationship. Relationship is real. It takes a lot of effort to actually come to the realization that you have a relationship with him. What do I mean? It's like talking to somebody who doesn't hear you. Holy Spirit, how are you? Holy Spirit, are you okay? You won't feel any presence. You won't feel any wind. You won't feel... Stay with the Holy Ghost and see. It is, it is sunny. You are walking through the sun, but the sun is not scorching you. I'm telling you. <laughs> Stay with the Holy Ghost. You are walking and you realize that your feet are not touching the ground. He is so close. He can lift you up. He blocks the sun from scorching you. That is how, that is how the relationship is like. And I'm saying this because I've experienced it. You stay with the word. There's no spirit that can lie to you. See, you will understand why Adam and Eve ate the tree. Because they had no word. They only had one word. See, do you know they spent time with God, but they never knew God? Because that wasn't the first time I believe God spoke to them. You see, you can, you can lie to yourself thinking you know God because you come to church, but you don't know him. Because when Satan came to them, he said, has God said, he emphasized on that thing that God said, don't eat of it. The and they said the same thing. But when he went on to say, you will not die, but you shall be like him, blah, blah, blah. They couldn't speak again. Check the word of God. They didn't have anything in them to banter what the devil said. The same thing he did to Adam, that was the same thing he did to Jesus. If ye are the son of God, turn this stone into bread. Jesus spoke and said, he quoted Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but everywhere that comes from the man. You know, he quoted it. Then the devil took him, changed the the territory and took him to another territory and repeated the same words. If thou be the son of God. Then Jesus had to speak forth because the word was with him. That is what the Bible says that let the word of God richly dwell in you. Some of you, you go home and you do nothing with what you have written. You don't listen to the messages. You don't read your notes. You keep them beautifully in the note. Some of you too, you think your, your memory is so sharp. So you don't write anything. But the day Satan will ask you, it is written. What will you say? 
So he said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and in spiritual song. Singing with grace in your heart unto the Lord. This is the whole way of life. This is the whole way of life. If the word of God is not richly dwelling in you, you are in trouble. Sleep is inevitable. If the word of God is not in you, sleep is inevitable. It says, well, see Mary and Martha. When one was in the kitchen, she thought that was the best thing. So she was running to Jesus. She was running to Jesus to come and complain. That Jesus, why, Martha, let Mary come and, so that we can cook for you to eat. What did Jesus say? Chosen what? What is best? What was the best? Sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his word. Your work, your marriage, your relationship, your sleep, all these things can't be, can't come first. It can't come first. If you start training your life, putting these ones at first, before Christ, you are in trouble. He said, but one thing is needful, and Mary had chosen that good part. Which shall not be taken away from her. This is Jesus talking. Where was Mary? She was sitting at the feet of Jesus, wasting her time. She was not wasting her time. The Bible says something about the, the sower, the parable of the sower in Matthew 13. He said, there are those that receive the word of God with joy. But when the troubles of this life come, it pricks them and they die off. Why? Because the word has no root. Because the word has no root. If the word has no root, anything at all is prickable. I mean, it will prick you. Because you receive the word in the name of Jesus. You receive the word with joy. But the word has no root. Give the word root. It looks like it's taking time. But it is reality. So the seed on the rocky soil, rocky soil, represent those who hear the message and immediately receive with joy. You hear the message, but when we close, you come here, I'm sick. You hear the word, you come here, my business is my money. You close, and I, want, I look at you and I wonder, how beneficial is the word of God being in your life? You should be teaching people and be healing people. But the word has no root. So you receive the word of God with joy. But since they don't have deep root, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems. And are persecuted for believing God's word. But the truth is that when the word of God comes to you, they ask you, where is your God? Are you not the one who prays too much? Why is sickness your friend? Why is your life this way? And then you claim, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. They hear you play the messages. Playing messages does not mean it is working. You know when the word of God comes to you, Satan comes. Are you aware? So he will bring problems to you. You are the one who says you are financially secured. Are you not the one who said, he supplies all my need? 
Are you not the one who said, I'm well supplied? Are you not the one who said, I'm healed? So why did you eat the communion and you went home and you were sick? Because he said that those who do not understand the word, the devil comes and takes the word from their heart. That is the danger of not understanding. That is the danger. Because you are hearing me, but you don't understand. You are hearing me, you don't understand. So the devil cometh and take the word from your heart. The question is, why is he taking the word from your heart? Why is he not touching you? Why? Because the word is your source. The day, if, the, if he leaves the word there, the day you have understanding of that word, you receive. So he takes away your source. He takes away your source. That is why you must do everything to make sure you understand the word. Because he will come to you. Genesis chapter 1 is the reality of life. God says, don't eat this street, Satan came. So all the troubles you are going through is because of the word of God you have heard. So there are two things. It's either you, you have root for the word or you stop listening. You see, is that you stop listening or look at it. The seed that fell on the footpath. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many Many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to lead from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.